Andrea Beetz, thank you very much for being with us today. You're a psychologist and have some 20 years of experience in the field of animal-assisted interventions. First of all, what exactly is that? The main thing is you integrate an animal into an existing accepted therapy and it is administered by a person who has the official training in this kind of therapy. Can you tell me in what context has animal-assisted therapy or animal-assisted interventions been successfully used so far? Very popular and also very successful animals have been integrated in any kind of education and therapy for children. Um, children are very open, they have a kind of natural affinity towards animals, they're curious about them. And so you can find uh, a lot of uh, school visiting dogs or animal-assisted education approaches like therapeutic riding uh, for the disabled, for instance. Another group that is very highly um, visible in this field of animal-assisted interventions are seniors. So one of the earliest interventions was visiting programs with dogs in homes for elderlies. And this also really works. So dogs are a great distraction and they're also social catalysts and they enable um, and facilitate um, conversations between humans that are present. Maybe we can dive in a little bit deeper here. What do we know about the scientific evidence? Do animal assisted interventions really work? There are several studies documenting that animal-assisted interventions can um, reduce depression and anxiety. They can improve mood, trust, communication, and also empathy. Um, they reduce all kinds of stress indicators. So your, your blood pressure goes down, um, heart rate goes down. The levels of the stress hormone cortisol also are reduced and um, one hormone is especially interesting, the hormone oxytocin. The levels of this hormone are increased and you have a lot of positive effects by that because it um, governs a whole system for calm and connectedness. So you regenerate and you also get a more social orientation towards others. And this also gives you social support by other humans, for instance. So when we look um, internationally, is animal-assisted intervention like a global phenomenon or is it just used here in Europe? It is by now really a global phenomenon. It started more or less in the United States and spread out to Canada. And then it came over to Great Britain and uh, Germany. Actually, whole Europe is now um, very into animal-assisted interventions. Also, Asia um, has been interested in this kind of intervention um, since over 20 years, um, Japan, Korea, and also South America. Is theoretically any animal suitable? Uh, no. <laughs> I have to say, um, by now, many people agree that only certain species should be used. And these species are usually domesticated species, like dogs, cats, horses, cows, goats, sheep, um, but also the llamas and alpacas are very popular and they also have a long history of being socialized and, and um, uh, domesticated by humans. Even though you will find always different kind of examples where other animal species are used, like dolphins, this is a wild species. When we talk about animal-assisted intervention in general, are there certain limitations to that form of therapy? 
One exclusion criteria could be that there's a strong allergy again for this species that should be involved. Um, another reason is people who are immunosuppressed uh, on immunosuppressants uh, due to some kind of sickness. And um, then it's very, it's a high risk for them to participate in this. Another reason could be that people are just afraid of certain kind of animals, horses, dogs, and then you need really to consider if you take the time to first work on that fear, or if another kind of animal-free uh, therapy wouldn't be better for this client. Andrea Beetz, thank you so much for this interesting conversation and the insights you offered on animal-assisted interventions. You're very welcome.